This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities short of peak curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany. This is episode four. Episode four. Um, what are the we topic doing? is um, assassins or assassinations. Either one. Yeah, we both went a little bit different directions, but there's there's people getting shot all over the place. So they're related. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. So it's Wednesday, hump day, hump day treat. Because we're cool moms. <laughs> Not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. That's right. What yeah. we got this week? Okay, so this week our hump day treat is coming to us from Parish Taco. <sighs> it's uh. A wonderful little taco place in downtown Shreveport. And they do margarita flights. So we got us a little flight of um, delightful margaritas here. Uh, We've got a berry margarita, a watermelon margarita, and a blueberry mint mojito. Yeah. And these are delicious. Um, we also got us a little snack for later, too. Oh, God, yes. They make these wonderful avocado fries. They're mm. delicious. It's breaded little pieces of avocado. And then they make this jalapeno ranch dipping sauce. So good. I love me some ranch and avocado. Mm-hmm. So that's a good combination. Delicious. You did good, but Yes. Wonderful snacks for later. Um, but if y'all are ever in downtown Shreveport, go check out Parish Taco. It's delicious. I haven't been. <laughs> Okay, we're going to have to remedy that. Yes. Okay, make sure that you follow along with us on Facebook and Instagram. All the pictures for our cases today are going to be posted there. And you don't want to miss these. Yes, every week we have our pictures up on there. Um, You'll definitely want to see some of these and follow along. I love having a visual. Mm -hmm. So we want to do that for you guys too. Okay. (laughs) So, this week, um, I chose to do um, a small case and then another, like, two-for-one small case. Ooh, <laughs> bonus. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I went the route of assassins instead of assassinations, but, you know, okay. I like assassinations. we said, samesies. We covered it all. So, um, my first case, and I'm probably going to butcher some of this language because it's Spanish. Honey. Did you hear me last time? (laughs) (laughs) I'm from Louisiana, so you are going to get Louisiana pronunciation, and I'm sorry if it's not correct. I think you should do the Louisiana pronunciations anyways. Don't even try. I can't help it. That's all that's (laughs) going to come out. (laughs) That's all that's going to come out. Okay. Starting with with this woman's name. Her name is Idoa Lopez Riano. Yes. So. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. So that's what we're going with. I'm probably just going to call her Rianyo for most of the case. Okay. Okay. So Rianyo was an ETA hit woman nicknamed La Tigresa, the Tigress. Okay. <laughs> I knew that one. <laughs> Due to her deadly sexual prowess. So let's go ahead and start off by taking a look at the notes. And you'll see a picture that says La Tigresa. 
And this is what she looked like with her super badass 80s permed hair she's got going on. She is rocking this look. (laughs) I like her. Yeah. She looks like, um, I don't know, she could be like in a white snake video. She's fabulous. Yes. So. Get it, girl. There we go. There's La Teresa. She was introduced to the ETA by a boyfriend and was recruited by 16 years old. So ETA stands for Euskadi Ta Askatanasuna. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meaning Bosque Homeland and Liberty. Bosque Homeland and Liberty. Okay. It was an armed Bosque nationalist, nationalist and separatist organization in the Bosque country, which is uh, northern Spain and southwestern France, right there where they meet. It was founded in 1959. And it evolved from a group promoting traditional Bosque culture to a paramilitary group engaged in a violent campaign of bombing, assassinations, and kidnapping. Their goal was to gain independence for the Bosque country. So between 1968 and 2010, 829 people were killed because of this ETA. Damn. 340 of which were civilians. Holy shit. Yeah. The group continued like there's a lot of history on it and i didn't go into it but they continued until 2018 that's when they publicly announced that they were dissolving their group so she was a part she was a part of this big organization at 16 at 16 yes she was recruited at 16 Rianyo was the world's most wanted female assassin in the 1980s. Yeah. I've got another picture of her. If you want to look at the notes, it has her full name, Ayodoa Lopez Rianyo. Gotcha. Looking fabulous in the 80s. Oh, my gosh. So, I have a little side anecdote. <laughs> okay, I love her outfit. Go. <laughs> okay, so when I was like, I was probably in the fifth grade, fifth or sixth grade, so 10, 11 years old. Right. A lot of the girls at school were getting these, like, crimped perms in their hair. <laughs> yeah. I wanted this crimped perm so bad. I already had curly hair. Yeah. But I wanted this crimped perm so bad. So, for my birthday one year, my mom takes me to get a perm. And so, my hair's super oh. thick and super curly anyways. Mm-hmm. But I needed it to be that specific curl. So, my mom takes me to the salon. And it was probably my first time at, like, a big, you know, a big salon. Not going to, like, Saturdays or something. Gets me this perm, and I didn't know any better. I didn't realize that the girls at school weren't perming their bangs, too. And I had bangs at the time. Oh, no. (laughs) I permed my bangs, too, like the woman asked me. And I was just like, yeah, do all of it. Do we have pictures of this? God, I hope not. (laughs) God, I hope not. Mom, keep those to yourself. Mom. Mom. Um, (laughs) Our email is... (laughs) But my hair looked very similar to her hair in this picture right here. Yes. <laughs> picture that on a brunette-headed 10-year-old, and that was me. I hated it. It was awful. <laughs> Never permed my hair again. So, that was a fun little little foray into Love my it. past. Love it. Okay. <laughs> so, back to Rihanna. She killed 23 people in total, including 12 civil guards in a single bombing. Damn! right she registered her first kill at 20 years old Rianyo quickly became a lieutenant in the madrid cell of the eta so she was based out of madrid in spain 
She played a key role in the bombing of the city's Plaza Republica Dominica mm. in 1986 that claimed the lives of 12 civil guards. Just months later, she participated in a car bomb attack that killed five more civil guards. She had a penchant for luring police officers into bed before gunning down their colleagues. <laughs> she, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was her sexual prowess there. Mm-hmm. It was the hair. It Use was it. all the hair. Mm-hmm. Um, she achieved a near mythical reputation for her ruthlessness after fleeing to Algeria. Um, that's what some sources, some sources says she fled to Algeria and some of them said that because of her ruthlessness, she was banished by the ETA to Algeria, but I found like equal amounts either or. I mean, so either I don't, one would yeah. make sense, I guess. So I don't know what the truth is, but after she goes to Algeria, um, for several years, she joined a notorious commando unit that carried out attacks in Barcelona, Valencia, Alicante, and Murcia. And the first time that I saw Murcia, I thought it said Murica. <laughs> <laughs> and I died. <laughs> Murica. Yeah, I, I could have hey. swore. Like I was picturing mullets and El Caminos, <laughs> like it was bad. But we're all good. <laughs> Joe Dirt. <laughs> Dear Tay, it's fancier that way. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> I can't with you. <laughs> so she was caught in 1994 and sentenced to 1,500 years in prison. No, what? <laughs> yeah. So um, go back to the notes and you'll see a picture that says Riano in handcuffs. That's her in the 90s when she was arrested in 1994. Perm game, strong. Oh, my gosh. So, got the perm game going. Yeah, she just, she had to have just gotten a fresh one because look how tight them girls are. Yeah. But. Oh, my goodness. There she is, all in black, handcuffed. No. Going to jail. She was sentenced to 1,500 years in prison. However, in 2017, she was released after 23 years (gasps) for expressing remorse for her crimes. Oh, is that all it takes? That was only one year per victim that she served. Yeah. She got out at 52 years old. Wow. Yeah, that just... I mean, still enough time to go on another killing spree. 23 years, 1,500 years. What's the difference, right? 15? I've never heard of anyone getting 1,500 years before. Because Spain don't play. Uh, Well, I mean, apparently they do. They let her out, but... No, she said she was sorry. It's fine. That makes it all better. Yeah. (laughs) That's what my son thinks. <laughs> I said, sorry, mom. Yeah. Her mother, I think they pronounce that Mary. I think that's Mary. Uh, Riano, uh, 86 years old, claims that her daughter now works for the Red Cross in Barcelona because she wanted to help people. Yeah. Yeah. But the Red Cross never confirmed her employment. They never said she worked there, but they never said she didn't. I think they're just not wanting to associate themselves with her either way. Gotcha. Um, But uh, it's been reported that author Luke Jennings based his main character in the Killing Eve series, Villanelle, (gasps) on Rianyo. So I've heard of this series. I have too. But um, I think it is both a book and a television series now. But I haven't seen either one. Like, I haven't read the book, and I haven't seen the TV show. Um, But it's on my list. Yeah. You know, in all the free time that I'm going to have, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, you know, when we can sit down and watch TV. Right. And be able to pay attention to it. 
But apparently his main character, Villanelle, is based on Rianyo. Jennings said that Rianyo was, quote, clearly a psychopath, completely without empathy. End quote. Believable. Yeah. So that's my first case. I liked it. The most wanted female assassin in the 80s. Damn. I mean, I like the 80s. I love the, the 80s. Those were good. I was born in the 80s. Do you remember that's that VH1 good. series, I Love the 80s? Yes. I used to watch it with my mom. Oh. <laughs> I love the 80s. Right? They have a 90s one, too. Oh. I love the 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Watch. Shit's fly. Mm. I'm going to um, pause. Oh, my goodness. For a sip of this berry margarita because. I'm sucking this down way too fast. Look yes, at this. You, oh, my gosh. It's so good. Calm yourself. We're going to be here a while. I know, but it's. You know, I, hey, I have two more. I'm good. True story. So. Be if nice things and... get slurred or muffled towards the end of this. We're just talking in cursive. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for my next little case, this one um, will have at least one name that will be familiar to you guys. Well, hopefully too. It's on Ooh. Lynette Squeaky Fromm and Sarah Jane Moore. Yes. The only two women to ever attempt to assassinate an American president. Mm-hmm. And they both tried to assassinate the same one. Gerald Ford was on their shit list. These these cases, the women weren't the women were not connected, but because they went after the same president, they're sort of connected, but their motives were different. So So they did it at separate times. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Let's, okay. Let's get into you. it. Yeah. <laughs> tell me, tell me. Okay, so Lynette Squeaky Frome was a member of the Mansum family. Wait. Do we know why she's called Squeaky? No, but from Damn here on out, I will be calling her Squeaky. Okay. <laughs> if you want to go to the notes, I have a picture of her that just says Squeaky from, and that is a picture of her right before she joined the Manson family. So oh, look how cute she pretty. is with her little cheekbones and her ribbon in her hair. Dude, my mom used to have that same hairstyle when she was young. <laughs> mom, it's my mom. <laughs> Getting, I'm getting mom. Your mom was sporting the squeaky. <laughs> That's awesome sauce. Right? Mm-hmm. So she had, um, squeaky had previously been involved in many murder cases related to the family, but never convicted. Okay. So she never went to jail for her involvement in any of the Manson family crimes. On September 5th, 1975, she went to Capitol Park in Sacramento, California, uh, to discuss the California Redwoods with President Gerald Ford. Sure. Her intentions were to assassinate him. Yeah. Squeaky said that she wanted to make a statement to people who refused to halt environmental pollution. Okay. So if you don't stop polluting, shoot the president was her message, I suppose. Okay. It's all his fault. Mm-hmm. Right. So she pointed her pistol at him, but was immediately stopped by the Secret Service agents. Look at that. Yeah, it took no time. And after the failed attempt, President Ford continued his walk to the state house like nothing <laughs> happened. So if you want to look at the notes, I actually have a picture um, that says Ford surrounded by <gasps> Secret Service. Yeah. He just kept on trucking. Like, there he is. Let me zoom in a little bit. <laughs> Surround, yeah, just surrounded by Secret hey, Service agents. Up? But he's like, I'm on a mission. I mean, he had to have been a little bit freaked out. Oh, yeah. That would have been hard to, to hide. Shoot you, bro. But he kept on trucking. Yeah. Bruh. 
Squeaky received a life sentence, but was released in 2009, spending 34 years behind bars. Hmm. So apparently we just let out, we let out female assassins. But, I mean, we I mean, we're cute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she had the cheekbones. Mm-hmm. If you want to take a look at the notes. Yeah. There is a picture of Squeaky in a jail cell, still handcuffed after her arrest. And you can see the little holster on her leg, the empty holster. That's where she had her gun. Oh, my God. See that? See the empty holster still attached to her leg? Hey. And she she gives zero fucks. Look at her. She does not care. I think she's even posing for the pictures. All cross-legged. Like, Like, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just tried to shoot the president. Damn, woman. I know, like the little holster thing's kind of sex, kind of sexy. It is. I might need a holster. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Our new merch. <laughs> <laughs> Leg holsters. <laughs> Get your no fucks given uh, gun holsters. <laughs> don't, don't know shit about that. <laughs> Coming soon. Oh my god. Okay, so uh, the stay pi- tuned. <laughs> the pistol used is now on display at the Gerald R. Ford Presidential Museum in Grand Rapids, Michi- Michigan. So I also have a picture of the pistol in the notes as well. That's the one that that she used. So he's displayed it like, "Hey, look! Somebody tried to kill me with this." Mm-hmm. Yep, it's in the museum. Oh, it's a pretty one. Mm-hmm. It's nice. So, um. A mere 17 days later, Sarah Jane Moore also attempted to assassinate President Ford. She had previously been a target of the Secret Service, but they found her not to be a threat. <laughs> so they had, she had already popped up on their radar, and they they questioned her, they investigated her, and she they were like, oh, she's not a threat. Just let her go. But Moore stood in the crowd outside the St. Francis Hotel... Um, in San Francisco, I didn't put that in the notes, but they were in San Francisco this time. So he'd gone from Sacramento to San Francisco. All right. Um, but she stood in the crowd outside the St. Francis Hotel, about 40 feet away from Ford. She was able to fire a single shot from a revolver she had purchased that morning since the police had confiscated her gun the day before. <laughs> I remember this one. <laughs> Like, in a day, like, in just a few hours' time, she was able to buy a new gun and go post up to try to shoot the president. Yeah, what the actual. Yeah. Um, Since Sarah Jane was not familiar with this new weapon, she didn't realize that the point of impact was off about 15 centimeters. Because of this, her shot was a narrow miss. Damn. A bystander, a former Marine named Oliver Sipple. (laughs) (laughs) That's... <laughs> there are so many open opportunities so many <laughs> for jokes right now mm-hmm. but i'm i'm just gonna let it go i'm just gonna let are it we go. gonna be grown-ups for five minutes for five minutes okay. i haven't drank enough yet and so your case i can't make any promises okay um he attempted to disarm her causing the gun to fire and hit someone else luckily that gentleman survived though she was then arrested by Secret Service agents. I would hope so, so. if you go to the notes. So I guess it turned out she was a threat after all. Yeah. You'll see a picture. It says SJM Capture. Got it. If you click on that, you see where that red circle is? Yeah. That's her. That's her head right there. That's like Secret 
service uh, agents. Yeah, I see them reaching for her. Okay. Yeah, you see old girl trying to, like, run out the way because <laughs> the agents are reaching for her. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. And you know she went... <laughs> You know, she went to Bridge Club and told all the ladies <laughs> about her brush with death trying to see the president. Ethel, you are not going <laughs> to believe what happened to me today. I need a gin and tonic. <laughs> Just deal the cards. Deal the cards. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so Sarah Jane pleaded guilty and was, was sentenced to life in prison but was released from prison in 2007 after serving 32 years. So I'm sensing a theme Oh, my here. God. There is a theme. Yeah. But if you want to go look at the notes, this is my last picture. It says Sarah Jane Moore. That's her in the back of the cop car. She's an attractive woman. She's got RBF. She looks pissed. RBF. Like, so bad. And y'all talk about me. No. Nah, think- look at Sarah Jane. She may have it where I don't know. That's, that's it's a it may be a tie. I love you, but it may be a tie. Stop she's, it. She's about to stab me with something. Stop it. <laughs> Amanda's getting the RBF hard right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. So at her sentencing hearing, she stated, quote, Am I sorry I tried? Yes and no. Yes, because it accomplished little except to throw away the rest of my life. And no, I'm not sorry I tried because at the time it seemed a correct expression of my anger, end quote. So she doesn't care. Zero fucks given. Nope. She's only upset that it's ruined the rest of her life. She got caught. Mm -hmm. That's all I got. Those are my cases. Holy crap. Those were really good, though. Yeah, I thought they were interesting. I mean, I, I normally like the more detailed, more detailed cases, but... I was kind of into it. Yeah. I really liked the, I wanted to do the assassin one, the Spanish assassin. Yeah. I think that one was my favorite. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. She was fabulous. Well, it if, was, you, if you want more detail, just don't worry. <laughs> Got you. Apparently. See, I don't know what Amanda's doing hers on, but apparently <laughs> it's a doozy. There um, is a lot of shit with this one. I narrowed it down as much as I could. I didn't know that this topic was this big. And then when I started reading more and more, there was more juicy shit that I had to throw in. So I love juicy shit. I mean, it's worth it. I promise <laughs> I will make it worth it. Okay. But now you get to sit back and enjoy your margarita. I'm mine's so going to enjoy Almost it. gone. I may have to go ahead and switch over to the watermelon because in the bottom of this berry one is actual berries and I'm starting to eat them. So I really don't want to choke on a seed. <laughs> Please don't choke on a seed while you're talking. So. Yeah, all three of these drinks are like they're loaded with fruit. And tequila. <laughs> That's beside the point. They're really good. I'm just I'm not complaining. About the they're delicious. It's a, it's perfectly done. Y'all did good. Yes. Thank y'all so much. Cuz here we go. All right, tell me some stories. All right. My case is about King Edward II. All right. In his assassination. I'm ready. I'm here for it. King Edward II, fourth son of King Edward I, also called Edward of Carnarvon. Hey. Carnarvon. Look at me. I know. <laughs> Such a funny word. I love it. <laughs> Following his father's death, Edward succeeded to the throne in 1307 until he was removed in January 1327. What does that mean? You'll see. Okay. He married She-Wolf, 
this was in one of the articles. You will find out why she got that nickname. Okay. Isabella of France, the daughter of the powerful King Philip IV of France in 1308, as part of a long-running effort to resolve tensions between the English and French crowns. Go to the notes. Okay. There are pictures. There's Eddie. Eddie. I'm going to call him Eddie. Next time, I will try to pick a case more up-to-date so I can get some actual <laughs> pictures. Jesus Christ. But anyways, he, he was known to be pretty damn good looking. That's okay. The style of this art looks like he should be on a dollar bill or something. I know. It does look like a dollar bill, for real. Yeah. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> for didn't real. Know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. This is going to be fun. All right. I have another C word, Castle. Okay. Carnarvon. <laughs> I can actually say that one. Carnarvon. Carnarvon. Uh, it is oh, wow. massive. This is an up-to-date picture. This is an actual photo. So I do have some. That's yeah. pretty cool. It's like next to a marina or something. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's surrounded by water. That's so on cool. like a little peninsula. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a castle. And... There's also a pretty little picture of Isabella of France. She-wolf. The she-wolf? Mm-hmm. Donning her jewels. Oh, yeah. Bitch was... Get it, girl. Mm-hmm. Flaunting the styles. She was all up to date. Eddie had a normal upbringing for a member of a royal family. He was interested in horses and horse breeding and became a good rider. He also liked dogs. Greyhounds were his fave. He was a joker even as a kid. In his letters, he shows a quirky sense of humor, joking about sending defective animals to his friends. <laughs> okay. Such as horses who disliked carrying their riders or lazy hunting dogs too slow to catch rabbits. Oh, he's such a hoot. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> he's such a hoot. <laughs> right? He was not particularly interested in hunting or falconry, both popular activities in the 14th century. What a loser. Well, he had uh, he did enjoy music, okay. including Welsh music and the newly invented Krauth instrument. I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't know that either. Whatever. As well as musical organs. He didn't like playing sports either because he lacked either the aptitude or because he had been banned from participating for his own personal safety. But he was certainly an athletic supporter. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That makes me think of Greece. Yes, that's where I got it from. If you can't be an athlete, be, be an, an athletic, athletic supporter. supporter. <laughs> yes. Good job. That's great. <laughs> Edward had a few of the qualities that did make a successful medieval king. He surrounded himself self with favorites and had a close and controversial relationship with Pierre's Gaveston. Ga Gav whatever. Let's Gaveston. just call him Gaston. I that's what I kept saying <laughs> in my head when I was doing the notes. So if you're cool with he's, Gaston. He's Gaston. He's Gaston. Who joined his household in thirteen hundred. The precise Wait, Gaston moved in? Gaston moved in. Scandalous. The precise nature of their relationship is uncertain. They may have been friends, lovers, or simply blood besties. Blood brothers, you know, but I like blood besties. Yeah, that's cuter. Who knows? Who I, knows? Nobody knows. No. Um, most likely it says that they were actually just 
blood brothers and just really close. Gaston's power as Edward's main man pissed off the barons and the French royal family. So they rebelled and Edward was forced to exile him. Jealous much? Yes. There is. Oh my God. Here we go. It is nothing but drama and jealousy because to me from here on out, this is pretty much like a battle of who's bigger. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Mine's bigger than yours. (laughs) Yeah. Here we go. Men. So Eddie brought back Gaston and the barons pressured the king into a wide ranging reform called the ordinances of 1311. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, fine. You won't you won't do what we say, then we're gonna make you some new rules that you have to abide by. Okay. Well, there's a reason why they were maybe a little bit jealous. There's a picture of Gaston. Okay. Kinda cute. He's a good looking dude. They were lovers. I they were look something. At, they were look something. Look at Gaston's hairdo. He is pretty. Pause at the hairdo. Yeah. The jaw. The eyes. Oh, he's got one. Of, he's got he's a little, got dimple, a little chin. dimple in his chin. Yes. A butt chin. Yeah. He's got a little five o'clock shadow going on. Okay. I mean. All right, Gaston. Yeah. Go, Edward. All right. You do you, boo. Mm-hmm. So now you get it. Mm-hmm. Throughout his reign, different baron what baronial baronial groups struggled to gain power and control the king he was still that same little turd that sent fucked up animals to his friends however (laughs) still just as petty the ordinances of 1311 were a series of rules imposed upon eddie by the nobles and the clergy of the kingdom of england to restrict the power of the king the 21 dudes that signed it are referred to as the lord's ordainers or simply the ordainers not really relevant but what the fuck ever the ordinances reflect all the old rules but they featured a new concern with economic reform specifically redirecting revenues from the king's household to the treasury so basically he was an impulse buyer and couldn't control his shit okay so they they got control of his money this is like britney spears kind of yeah she's not allowed (laughs) to spend her own money (laughs) no Eddie and Brittany. Free Brittany. <laughs> Free Brittany. Well, they, they, you'll see. There is a free Eddie campaign later on. Oh, so my gosh. I am so, so into this. Okay. Okay. Shit gets good. Okay. So, in the midst of all this new bullshit, the newly empowered barons could now banish guests on for good, whether the king wanted it or not. So, Edward responded by revoking the reforms and... Guess who he brought back? Back again. Gaston's back. Tell a friend. (laughs) Yeah, you bet your pretty little ass he did. It didn't end well for Gaston, however. Home dude was hunted down by Edward's own fucking cousin, Thomas Lancaster, (gasps) and a posse of the barons, and they executed his ass. He formed a posse? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't. Oh, yeah. I can't even... So, these stupid-ass rules were again counteracted by Edward. He found yet another boy toy, Hugh Dispenser the Younger. <laughs> okay. Please yes, tell ma'am. me we have pictures of the Younger. Uh, of course we do. Hugh the Younger, 
I okay, love this is Gaston 2.0. <laughs> like him with a different hairstyle. It's he actually grew facial hair. Yes. His hair is much more stylish. And yes. Look how he's even got the new is. middle part thing going on. He's so brooding. Yeah. Okay. I approve of the upgrade. I know. He knew what he was doing. Right. Okay. Okay. There was too much drama, so he went on to the younger. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm here for it. So him and you were hanging out. And in fact, the whole Dispenser family became close friends and advisors to Edward. But Edward's cousin and many of the barons once again threw a damn hissy fit and seized the Dispenser's land in 1321. Why does this group of barons have so much power? I don't understand. He's the king. I thought the king was like the boss of everything. It's like the president and the freaking house. Like, he can't just do it on his own. They have to tell him if he can do that or not. It's advisors, but they... (laughs) Okay. They're shitheads. I can't like this. Yeah. They also forced the king to exile them as well. Uh. So, (laughs) in response... Edward led a short military campaign capturing and executing fucking Lancaster. Because, peace out, Edward and the dispensers strengthened their grip on power, formally revoking the 1311 reforms and executing their enemies and confiscating estates. The boys were back in town. The boys were back in town. Yeah, baby. Okay. There was also some shit going on with Scotland. I don't know if y'all know this, but England and Scotland did not get along. Can't we all just get along? No, no, not in this story. They can't. Nobody can. Okay. Maybe maybe two people. This whole story is a pissing contest. Yes. I told you. Um, So, yeah, there was some shit going on with Scotland. Edward lost a big battle and his kingdom suffered a widespread famine. He wasn't spending his money right. Mm -hmm. His people were starving. He was slipping. Okay. Opposition was growing stronger and shit had to change. His wife... Isabella was sent to France to negotiate a peace treaty in 1325. Instead, she turned against Edward and refused to return. (gasps) She found herself some new D with one of the barons over there. Roger. Roger Mortimer. Mortimer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't. What? (laughs) What in the actual? Roger. Um, I can't with you, Isabella. Yeah. I don't. Whatever, bitch. And they invaded England with a small army in 1326. Edward's regime collapsed and he fled to Wales, but he was captured in November. The king was forced to relinquish his crown in January of 1327 in favor of his 14-year-old son, Edward III. Because the 14-year-old can do it better. Well, I mean, sometimes they were made king as soon as they were born, but they don't... They don't go into power, like, all by themselves. They'll still have mommy and the barons well, and the nobility and the Mommy <laughs> is with her man candy, Mortimer. Oh, no, she's back oh messing all kinds of shit up. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Those opposed to the new government began to make plans to free Eddie. <gasps> free Eddie. Leave Eddie alone. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Leave Eddie alone. <laughs> And Mortimer, since he's sticking around, I'm calling him Morty. Okay. Decided to move him to a more secure location at Berkeley Castle in Gloucestershire. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Where Edward arrived around April 5th, 1327. It's unclear how well cared for Edward was. The records show luxury goods being brought on his behalf, but some chroniclers suggest that he was often mistreated. I do have a picture of Berkeley Castle. It is really pretty. This is the castle I'm supposed to live in. Oh my God. Yes, please. We could share it and be fine. Oh, I love it. We would never see each other. We could live there and never see each other. I know. That's fabulous. We just meet up to do this shit, right? Oh my God. We could actually have a studio if we live in the castle. Oh my God. I'm in. I'm in. We're fine. <laughs> okay, so castle. Okay, castle. The um, there's also a picture of the entrance to his um, prison cell. It's not anything really special, but it just says entrance. But it, yeah, that's like a cute little porch. We could plant. Like we could put some. I know. I really hanging like it. baskets right there. I'm here for it. Okay. I think it's. Cute. I'm decorating my castle already. Okay. I'm game. I like it. Um, I also have a picture of his actual prison cell. It says Edward's prison cell. That's fabulous. Yeah. Want, it's like, it's, are you allowed it's to not take, a typical prison cell? <laughs> did you see it anywhere where you're like allowed to take tours of this or something? Um, these are actual pictures from the tour. That's why the bars are up. Yeah. And there's actually glass behind this because in some of the pictures you can see people's reflections of them taking pictures. Okay. Um, but so yeah. we need to go to England now. So yeah. Okay. On the list. On the list. But yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty little. It's not. I mean, it's it's pretty luxurious. I'm not gonna lie. As far as a prison cell is but concerned, he did he have a, a window. He did have an iron door, you know, typical prison door. And I don't know if you can see it, but like, there's this little orange looking box mm-hmm. at the corner. That yeah. was his bed. Ah, yeah. Well, that's not cool. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure that's pretty comparable to other beds in 1327. I mean, it's better than sleeping on the wet, nasty concrete floor that people down in the dungeons had to sleep on. He had yeah. it pretty. Pretty He's good. Got two windows. Elizabeth Bathory got bricked into hers. <laughs> she got bricked into her prison. So, yeah, she had an opening small enough for air and food. That was it. But still, I'm on the free Eddie campaign. Yeah. No, he wasn't a bad dude. He was kind of a shithead. But I mean, he was. Just he just a, wanted to have his a boy jokester. Toys. He was just a jokester. Yeah. <laughs> he really wasn't that bad of a king. He did win some battles. He did a good job. He was all right. Leave him alone. Okay, tell me what happens to Eddie. Concerns continued to be raised over fresh schemes to liberate Edward, and one such attempt at least got as far as breaking into the prison within the castle. As a result of these threats, Edward was moved around from place to place over a time period um, before returning back to Berkeley Castle in late summer of 1327. The political situation remained unstable, and new plots continued to develop to free Eddie. Okay. They were still trying, okay? Okay. But unfortunately, King Edward II died at Berkeley Castle during the night of September 21st. His death was noted to be suspiciously timely, as it simplified Morty's political problems considerably. Hmm. And most historians believe that Eddie probably was murdered on the orders of the new regime of Morty and Bella. Oh my gosh. Yeah, several of the individuals suspected the involvement in the death that later, they later fled and were not available for comment at this time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I couldn't track them down. Okay. The method of murder was never stated officially and the men involved in it never spoke about it publicly. The 14th century chroniclers rush to fill in the gap with their own ideas some say merely that edward ii died at berkeley without saying how 
Others that he died of natural causes. One was that he was alive in the morning and dead in the evening. One that he died of illness. Another that he died of sorrow. And yet another that he was murdered by a trick. Murdered by a trick. By, by not, not a trick. <laughs> like an actual trick. Oh, like, like trickery. Magic. Yeah, like trickery. Like magic Okay. Trick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was a trick doing trickery? Nobody knows who did it. <laughs> So no, nobody's talking. There were four dudes that were responsible for guarding him at all times. One of them was Morty's son, I believe. They was all in on it. Yeah. They, fuck yeah, they were in on it. They were getting paid like $10 a day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. To watch him. They were Dolan Ayers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am about to get to the good part. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just being a jokester. <laughs> that was so cute. It could have been suffocation, strangulation, and either natural, either a natural death or by violence. No, nobody really fucking knows. But uh, according to legend, he was murdered by being held down and having a red hot poker stuck up his butthole. What in the actual? Yep. Right that up is the not S. okay. It's not okay. Right up the S. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, fatally burning his internal organs, but conveniently leaving no mark. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck. That his... is some twisted stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ew. His screams could be heard miles away. This cruel torture was most probably devised, unfortunately, as punishment for his presumed sexual acts with men. So sad. Very sad. Uh, they couldn't just let him be. The story may have been dismissed as a medieval propaganda by a number of historians over the years, but it hasn't stopped those interested in the gorier side of history continuing to tell it this way anyway. I like it. I'm here for it. Yeah. It's totally believable considering all the jealous haters that he had, and they... I mean, they literally, like, stuck it to the man. Because <laughs> he was the king. So yeah. So they literally stuck it to the man. Yeah. Look at you. The, whatever. Stuck it to the man. Look <laughs> at you with your clever wordplay. Hey, I try. <laughs> I try. Don't worry. The rule of Isabella and Morty did not last long after the announcement of Edward's death. They made peace with the Scots in the Treaty of Northampton. But this was um, a highly unpopular move with their subjects isabella and morty both stockpiled money and spent it all on themselves and criticism of them started to get a little bit heavier right relations between morty and edward iii became strained and in 1330 the king conducted a coup d'etat at nottingham castle he arrested morty and then executed his ass on 14 charges of treason including murder of his daddy Yes. Fucking got him. Yes. And he restored his dad's name. Awesome. You go, Edward the Third. Yeah. One good doer. One. Yes. We got one. Um, he did spare his mother. Yeah, I know, whatever. Uh he gave her a generous allowance and he she re- just returned to public life. She was okay. like, whatever. Edward's body was embalmed at Berkeley Castle, where it is was viewed by local leaders. It was then taken to Gloucester Abbey on the 21st of October, and on December 20th, Edward was buried in his remains, and remains to this day in a beautiful monument for public viewing. His son spared no expense and went all out for old dad's funeral. They even had lions there. 
Shut up. Yeah, he had three lions roaming around. And I was like, why the fuck would you have lions? And they're like, not where did eating that come people? From? Well, they were like put on leashes and chained to the ground. So okay, they, well, they were like mean, in little but, okay. areas and people, you know, they were roped okay. off. They were like, don't come close. <laughs> They'll eat you. Yeah. You know. But um, I was like, why did he have lions? And that's their family's coat of arms was three lions. Okay, I was like, oh, so that's actually sweet. Edward III is super extra is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, his tomb rapidly became a popular site for visitors who even donated extensively to the abbey, allowing the monks, get this shit, they rebuilt the cathedral around the tomb. The cathedral was falling apart, and they were like, oh, shit, what do we do? So people loved it so much, they just used that money to rebuild around it. Okay. All right. It's it's massive. I do have a picture of it. Look at it. Okay. Look, 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 look. Okay. Uh, it says Edward's tomb. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my. Isn't that beautiful? I want to go there. Me, too. Um, That's fabulous. People have been reported to, like, experience miracles there. Okay. Yeah, so that's one reason why they've kept it going. Um, also have a picture of the cathedral that it's in. <gasps> uh-huh. Oh, my. Yes, please. It's beautiful. Those it's windows absolutely beautiful. are gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, so please take me. Let's go. Okay. On um, our bucket list. Yeah, so if you're ever over there, you should check it out because we're going to one yeah. day. That's it. That's my case. That's fabulous. That. <laughs> I loved it. All the drama. Lots of, I know lots of, that was lots. very like. I am here it for the thirteen hundreds drama. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah, it was so relatable. I loved it. So I mean, it really was like those problems are still around. Yep. Are you okay over there? I just swallowed a berry. <laughs> See, be careful whilst <laughs> drinking your margarita flight. Yeah, I'm just saying. I switched to my watermelon. I'm pretty sure that was a chunk of blackberry that just went down my throat. That was loud. And um, whatever. Whatever. We it's don't just a care. straw. It's just a straw. It's oh my God. Is that it? That's it. Pretty um, shit. Okay. So. so. Ooh. We got some shout outs to do this time. Are we, are we doing shout outs to a few people this time? Um, Maybe? Yes. Let's cover our first shout outs first. Um, our editing by uh, my husband, Stephen Goetzky. Thank you for yes. your help with that. And then our music by Craig Weaver because it's fabulous oh my god he did an amazing job and then our uh hump day treat help this week coming from parish taco thank you yes thanks for that and then uh we we love all of you guys and we have such an awesome support system oh my goodness but i feel special here like here lately we've realized that a huge chunk of our support comes from our work family yes yes everybody listening and sharing and you know being active on social media that's all so awesome and it means so much to us thank you guys we love yes our family love you guys we would start naming names but inevitably we would forget someone and then there would be a lot of salty bitches. I don't want to make bitches. anybody mad. There would be so many salty bitches if we forgot you somebody. And we yes. love you. We love you all. Yes. So, yeah. Don't forget to follow us on social media so you can keep up with us and all of our events that we have going on. Um, also, with all the photos and all the good stuff that you need to see, we are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram on Twitter and Facebook, we are Oddities and Curiosities Podcast. On Insta, we are Oddities and Curiosities Pod. 
So we, go do it. Yeah. Go we also, um, we also have an email address. Yeah. So if you guys, um, have anything you want to share with us, if you have any like super cool stories or topics or, you know, even criticism, we welcome the criticism. If there's anything that you want to tell us personally, our email address is oddities and curiosities pod at gmail.com. Nice. Well done. I think that's it. Thank you guys for sticking around and hope you come back next week. Thank y'all for keeping it fun. Bye. Bye, you guys.